0: Welcome to the Last Call podcast. My name is Marissa Whitaker, and I'm the prevention educator at SUNY Cortland.
1: And my name is Sarah McGowan. I'm the Assistant Director of Student Health and Wellness at Onondaga Community College. Our jobs are to educate students about potential risks associated with substance use.
0: We approach substance use from a neutral stance, and our episodes are rooted in public health with a focus on science and harm reduction.
1: Welcome back to the Last Call podcast. Today, we're going to be doing a deep dive into um, stimulant medications, also known sometimes as study drugs. So, stimulant medications are um, prescription medication that is used to increase alertness, attention, and energy. Yeah, so what we're talking about in this episode are Adderall, Vyvanse, Ritalin,
0: um, Concerta, Focalin, the non-medicated use of stimulant prescriptions.
1: And we threw caffeine in there because we know that that's a big one with college students so the first thing we're going to talk about is what what exactly does misuse look like so the first thing is taking it in a way other than it's prescribed by your doctor so it's really important to make sure that you're following the recommended dosing size no doctor is ever going to say to you please crush these up and snort them so if you're misusing your medication in ways like that, that's a sign that you're not using them correctly. The other thing is that no one, no doctor is telling you to double your dose during finals week. So please always take your prescription medication as prescribed and only take the recommended dose um, that has been talked to you by, you know, your pharmacist and your doctor. One of the other things that misuse looks like is taking someone else's medication. So newsflash, you are not a pharmacist, regardless of if you think that you might have ADD or ADHD symptoms, taking someone else's medication is never a good way to test the waters to see if taking that prescription medication is helpful for your symptoms. So if you really think that you might be having symptoms of those things, please talk to your primary care doctor. Don't practice or test the waters by taking someone else's pills.
0: Other ways that people can misuse these stimulant medications, sharing your medications with others. I don't think it says for you and a friend on the side of the prescription bottle, and also taking this medication to feel high. So that could also go for mixing it with alcohol or with weed. Um, And we're going to talk about it a little more as we talk about caffeine, Um, but mixing alcohol with any sort of stimulant may feel like you can drink more when you take it, but that's really, really dangerous to do because once that stimulant wears off, that alcohol is still in your body. Your BAC will continue to rise even though that stimulant's not there. Um, and that can lead to blackouts, um, that can lead to a really high intoxication levels. Um, and also, taking your medicine to feel high doesn't necessarily have to mean high, high. Even just to feel a little bit more motivated or a little bit more focused, That's altering your natural state. So be very mindful when using your medications um, that you're
1: using it for the right reasons. Absolutely. So now we're going to talk a little bit about consequences. So Maris, can you talk to us a little bit about some academic consequences that could come from um, stimulant misuse? Yes. So, academically speaking, both
0: SUNY Cortland and OCC have a zero tolerance for selling or sharing prescription medication. And this is not just for finals week, this is all the time. And that can lead into some legal consequences too. So, sharing, selling, and using a prescription medication without a prescription, that's illegal. It's a felony actually to share or to sell a Schedule II controlled substance, which is what These prescription medications are. And it's also really interesting because money doesn't have to be involved or exchanged in order for it to be a sale. So simply giving or gifting someone else a pill, that's considered selling drugs. So keep that in mind. Their money doesn't have to be exchanged you
1: know talking about really interesting that applies to all you know all drug sales money doesn't necessarily have to be exchanged but i think you know it's the most clearly seen when we're talking about drugs like cannabis or prescription pills if you give your friend a pill in your mind you're not thinking you're selling it but under the law that's literally considered the sale of a drug so the the consequences legally that could come from that are you know could be career career-altering or ruining. Yeah, and that is, you know, one of those academic
0: consequences, too, if if you're caught doing that,
1: so that could be getting kicked out of school. If you get kicked out for something like that, your conduct records could transfer with you. So if you think that you're going to apply to another school and have a clean slate, a lot of the time they will ask for your student conduct records before you go somewhere else, so that could follow you wherever you go. That's important to think about. Medical consequences. When stimulant drugs are misused, there's cardiovascular and um, psychiatric side effects. There's also, so it's important to think about stimulant drugs in general. So some side effects from stimulants include sleep problems, decreased appetite, dehydration, increased blood pressure, dizziness, headaches and stomach aches, rebound. So this is when uh, the medication wears off and people become very irritable moodiness and irritability, and then nervousness. It's also important to know that mixing with other medications and or alcohol can be fatal. So something, you know, a, a reoccurring theme that we talk about on here is always be aware of kind of what you're taking and what's on the label of what you're taking. So be very cautious if you're prescribed these medications, what else you're putting into your system, because that can have a bad reaction that you won't know about until after it happens.
0: And if someone's using these substances um, to manage your studies, to manage staying on top of things, misusing something to manage another area, that can lead to dependency or withdrawal as the result of misuse. Um, That might look like fatigue, that might look like depression and sleep problems, which a lot of people report that's why they're using these substances in the first place. So that can really become
1: a, a vicious cycle. So the other thing to to think about is that repeated use, even within a short period of time, can cause psychosis, anger, or paranoia.
0: So switching gears a little bit, Sarah, true or false, do you think that using study drugs will help boost someone's GPA? I think that's false,
1: Marissa.
0: What, do you do this for a living? (laughs) Yes, that is false. So actually, studies find that there's no data to support that using prescription medication increases someone's GPA or that it gives students an advantage over their peers. So yeah, these substances might help you stay awake or stay focused on a boring task, but it's not gonna add any new information or improve your cognition either. Don't confuse the ability to focus with the ability to get smarter. So now would be a really good segue to talk about sharing medication and what to do if somebody asks you to share your medicine. So what would you tell somebody, Sarah, if they wanted you to share?
1: Sure. Um, I think the first thing you could say is that your doctor monitors your prescription and that if you share your medication, they'll know and that they won't prescribe it to you anymore. Um, Something else you could say is that you're running low. You really don't have that much left and that, you know, it's not something you can do at this time. Um, The last thing you can do is remind them that ADHD is a real um, disorder and that you need all of the medication that you've been prescribed. Once again, you know, we don't want to hammer or do scare tactics about consequences, but the bottom line is that you could legally be arrested if you're giving someone any of your controlled substance medication. Um, Marissa, what are some things that you can do to protect your medication? Yeah, so if you're taking this medication, make sure you keep your prescription
0: in a safe and a locked place. Don't carry extra pills with you. like we've said a bunch of times today. only take what your doctor prescribes for you. Perhaps maybe take your medicine alone so you're not asked to share or put in any positions like that. and be aware of how much medication you have so that nobody else is taking them in between doses. And so you know,
1: monitor your meds. Um, the next thing that we're gonna we're gonna touch on is caffeine. Um, so caffeine can be found in pill form, coffee, food, energy drinks, soda, teas, and there's even now alcohol with caffeine in it. Um, Marissa, what are some side effects that can come from overuse of caffeine? Similar to, uh, a lot of the things that we just talked
0: about with prescription medications, some side effects from, I guess you could say misusing caffeine, insomnia, headache, irritability, fast heartbeat, nervousness,
1: frequent urination, muscle tremors. Um, so it's important to think too, you know, we think about holistic health in terms of all of the different things that can impact your ability to be successful and to be healthy. And not not getting adequate sleep can really put a damper on your health. So if you you're you know, using enough caffeine to disrupt your sleep, this means that your brain isn't able to kind of fully rest and recharge. What impacts could that be having on your schoolwork or other areas of your life? You should also take a look at everything that
0: you're putting in your body, which Sarah just mentioned before, but make sure you're not taking something that already has caffeine in it. Even Excedrin, people take for headaches that has caffeine in it. So be very mindful, you know, if
1: if you have a headache and want to go to bed, you don't take an Excedrin along with it. Um, another thing that, you know, is becoming more and more popular is um, caffeine and the stacking effect that it has when mixed with other substances. So the first thing, you know, that I think is especially popular on college campuses is caffeine and alcohol together. So Four loco is, you know, an energy drink with alcohol in it that had to be reformulated because... When they first made it, there was so much alcohol, sugar, and caffeine in it that it was causing, you know, seemingly young, healthy people to have heart attacks and have really bad reactions to it. You know, it's unfortunate because the stimulant actually masks the effects of the alcohol. So you're not going to feel drunk until you're multiple drinks in. And by that time, most of the time, unfortunately, it's too late and you're already, you know, blackout or pretty drunk.
0: Also, caffeine and nicotine. So you know, coffee and a cigarette or coffee and a jewel. Those are all stimulants too. So you could be thinking that you're taking a break, stepping away from the things that
1: are stressing you out. In fact, you might be increasing the effects of both. Well, it's really interesting too, Marissa. So, you know, in conversations that I've had with the students who are big on like jewels or, you know, just regular vape pens, it's really interesting because a lot of the time they don't connect the two together. So they'll be, you know, telling me how anxious they are and how they're really struggling. And then we'll talk about, you know, their tobacco consumption, but they don't necessarily think of that as a stimulant. But it could actually be increasing your anxiety and, you know, anxiousness and without even you being able to connect the two dots together.
0: So let's say theoretically, I'm asking for someone else, certainly not for myself. Um, What would someone do if they wanted to reduce their caffeine consumption? Absolutely.
1: So the first thing you can do is slowly cut back. So a good thing to do. And, you know, we, we talk about this a lot of the time and, you know, in harm reduction, trying to cut back one thing at a time. So drink one less cup of coffee or one less energy drink than you normally would. See how you feel. And then if you still feel good, continue to cut back, you know, as, as you see appropriate. Um, It's also good to change the time that you're consuming coffee, so trying not to drink caffeine later on in the afternoon because this can have negative impacts on your sleep. I know it's hard, you know, when you're a college student, you kind of do things all around the clock. You know, sometimes you're up until late hours, but just, you know, if you do use a lot of coffee when you're studying, try not to make this a habit, you know, keep it as a once in a while thing. And when you can limit your intake, you know, to not consuming it past a certain time where it would impact your sleep negatively. Marissa, can you think of anything else?
0: No, I was just gonna say I knew when I was in like full-blown adulthood when I can no longer have coffee after two o'clock. <laughs> you know, that was a really hard experience to have to uh, realize it's two in the morning and why you're like counting the ceiling tiles. But I, uh, I've hit that point in my life. So if you find yourself in that situation, you could try decaf. I know it's not quite the same, but you're still getting that coffee feeling, but you're not getting the caffeine effects. Actually, decaf is about ninety-seven percent caffeine free. You could also try some teas. Oftentimes, there's herbal teas that don't contain any caffeine. Could be a good substitute if you just like holding something hot in the morning or at night. You're also going to want to keep track of how much caffeine you're consuming. And this doesn't necessarily have to be like a tally list, but one Yeti coffee mug That's not one coffee. An actual serving of coffee is six ounces. So most thermoses that people have, those are 16 to 20 ounces. So right there, you've actually had three cups of coffee in the morning when you think you just have your one to go cup. So
1: it's always important to look at the label of what you're consuming so that you can kind of estimate exactly how much caffeine that you're taking into your system. You know, a lot of the time, energy drinks, they should say on there how much caffeine you're consuming. Um, but also there's products out there now like energy bars, candy gum also contains caffeine. So, you know, it's important to look at the labels of those things too, because you could accidentally pick up a, a protein bar and it could contain caffeine and you wouldn't even know it. Um, You know, and full disclosure, I am, you know, a heavy coffee connoisseur for anyone who knows me. It's something, you know, that I could, I could do with um, using some of these tips to cut back, but you know.
0: The progress. We're not necessarily working on perfection with this and just being aware of how much we're having. Like know what your body's saying. And if you're starting to have heart palpitations, you can feel your eyebrows moving, like perhaps you've had too much coffee.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. And you know, I think it's interesting whereas some of these things that we talked about, you know, for reducing or cutting back on caffeine, you know, are similar to things that we talk about when cutting down or cutting back, you know, on alcohol or cannabis use. So it's all ties together. And regardless of the legal status of things, when it feels that something's
0: out of balance, whether that's caffeine or cannabis, there's nothing wrong with checking in and taking a break or reducing any consumption at all. Any reduction is better than no
1: reduction. Absolutely. Russ, do you have any final thoughts? So, you know, we talked about this at the very beginning. Um, I can't believe that it's been a whole semester of us doing this podcast. You know, I've had a blast. Do you have, you know, any final thoughts you want to share? Yeah, this has just
0: been so much fun. And we're going to continue these episodes into the spring. So thank you so much for tuning in this semester. And we will see you all in the spring. Bye.